from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. And let's start by hitting this. Xavier Woods. Yep. Four to six week hammy. That's the report that's floating around out there. That hurts. That not quite literally hurts. Hamstrings are not a fun time. You would know. I would. And and not a fun time. You mean to remind you about it? If if it's if it takes Xavier Woods four to six weeks, how long is it gonna take me? Some thirty two year old has uh, take been. Take weeks and turn them into months? Yeah. Yikes. I think that's probably your best bet. Yikes. Uh do you know who else is not having a good time? Panthers. Edgero Evero, oh, yeah. the defensive coordinator for the Panthers. Because his job just keeps getting more like I really by the way, I really like him as a coordinator. Mm-hmm. I I think he was the right hire and I think he's done well with the defense. Um perfect, no, but well. His job keeps getting more and more difficult. It's like, oh, you can you can play good defense, great, do it without JC Horn. Oh, you can play good defense, great, do it without JC Horn and Shaq Thompson. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can play good defense. Great. Do it without J.C. Horn and Shaq Thompson and Xavier Woods. Oh, by the way, the, if you want to get your best 11 players oh. on the field with those guys out. Oh, don't forget. Oh, Frankie Louvu got hurt during the game. Oh, and the guy stepping in for J.C. Horn, C.J. Henderson, also got hurt. How could I forget? I just, yeah. I just there wasn't, you know, not enough space to, to explain it all. And But now you look at the players they're bringing in, and it becomes more complicated, right? Because... Now it's very obvious that Jeremy Chin is one of their best 11 guys. I think he's one of their best 11 guys when everyone's healthy on defense. But it's now even more so. But he is a unique piece, right? He's not a traditional, like, over-the-top safety. He's not a traditional – like, he's kind of that that tweener, which is popular in the NFL. Yes. But now, uh, let's say – I don't know. You're playing Justin Jefferson this week. Let's just spitball that you're playing the Minnesota Vikings and Justin Jefferson, who might be the best wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, What are you going to do? Have Dante Jackson travel with him? Because he's the only cover guy that's healthy from the beginning of the year? Okay, so if you're going to do that, that's unfair to Dante Jackson. Let's put Von Bell over the top of him. Mm -hmm. Let's put a safety that is a more traditional, can cover safety to give him help most of the time. So now you have Jeremy Chin on the other side with Troy Hill. Those are two guys that are out of their their natural position playing safety and corner. And don't disrespect some of the other guys in the passing game for Minnesota. And don't disrespect Kirk Cousins. And what surprised me, like we saw against the Seahawks after Woods went down, that we see Sam Franklin in there as well. Also true. To allow Jeremy Chin to still do the stuff that he's been doing, you know, playing in multiple spots. And and maybe you need Jeremy Chin to step up and replace what some Frankie Louvu does if he's not able to go. Exactly. And now you have another guy. It's like, you know, the, it's all connected and it's all – and somehow Evero has to call a uh, a defense that makes all that work. Right? That's That's going from having every tool in the toolbox to having, like, a flathead screwdriver, like a blade to a to a hacksaw, but not the actual hacksaw. Yep. And 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 a dull box cutter. Yeah, and a dull a dull box cutter and a a, a children's tape measure. It's they, like it, it, good luck. Yeah, have fun. By the way, no one has figured out Justin Jefferson in the NFL so far. So if they get torched by Justin Jefferson, be like, hey, you're just like everybody else. It, it, it might be tempting to just say he's going to get his, nobody else. Put, like, Troy Hill, man-to-man on Justin Jefferson on an island and say, 
We're going to try to make it so nobody else gets anything, but he's going to get his. Yeah, they'd right? still put up 30. The, the whole I, – I might consider 30 a victory. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the whole, you know – uh, what's it? Uh, Andre Iguodala got NBA Finals MVP for guarding LeBron James. LeBron had like a 40-point triple-double in that series. Yeah. So, hey, as long as you hold him to a 40-point triple-double, you're doing great. That might be uh, that might be what you have to do with Justin Jefferson. Uh, this isn't fun to talk about. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Duke football. Hell yes, it's Duke football. Uh, by the way, speaking of Duke football, Sam Hartman going into Wallace Wade Stadium this weekend. Game day, obviously, as we know, is going to be there mm-hmm. this coming Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh on the campus of Duke, 7.30 kickoff on ABC. A true primetime game once again for Duke. It's crazy to think about that we look at what Sam Hartman and what he has to face with Duke's defense. That's a D-line that can get pressure, yep. stops the run really well. By the way, that secondary can lock it down. Mm-hmm. We saw Notre Dame against Ohio State only put up was a 16 points. Yep. Uh, they they might it, this, this game might be low twenties in all honesty. It's first of all, if I did my research correctly, Sam Hartman one and one against Duke. Yeah, during his time at Wake Forest, uh-huh. but, you know, as, as we saw against NC State when Notre Dame came to Carter Finley, I do think kind of the history between Hartman and teams in the ACC does kind of matter. A little it, bit. It took a quarter and a half for Sam Hartman to shake off the the. Hey, that looks like the same Sam Hartman that used to play against NC State. And then he eventually became the, the Notre Dame version and threw for four touchdowns. Um, you bring up the Ohio State game. I think it's interesting. Sam Hartman has thrown for 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions. In every game, aside, we're going to remove last week against Ohio State. Uh, in every game, other than Ohio State, he's had a passer rating over 200. He's had at least three total touchdowns. He has been, you know, growing on Heisman lists. Against Ohio State, again, every every QB rating over 200, at least three touchdowns. Against Ohio State, passer rating, QB rating, 140, one touchdown. That's not bad, and Ohio State is very good, so you can see why that would happen. But I'm just saying this, and, and shout out to Duke for making this something I can say. If I'm coming off my, uh, like, a down game, I don't think I want to see Duke's defense. It is the opposite of a get-back game. It is a they can't like if your momentum is stumbling back, they're gonna keep the momentum going. Their secondary's been playing very well. Their defensive line can get after you. That's not great if you're a quarterback coming off your worst game of the year. Granted, you were against Ohio State. They're also good. Granted that that you are you didn't play poorly. It's not like you went out there and you know threw a bunch of picks and and fumbled a bunch, but. It wasn't your cleanest game, and Duke football has done a pretty good job mm-hmm. at making opposing teams' offenses play not clean games. So I give, I give Duke a lot of credit just for making this a, a, a conversation. Who ever would have thought that we would have been having these conversations about Duke football, like you said? Duke football against Notre Dame. Yeah, Duke no- football against Notre Dame at Wallace Wade, and it's a national spotlight. And it's, it's not and like... It- it's not like those weird Notre Dame years where they're unranked. This is, yeah. this is a Notre Dame team that just took one of the best teams in the country down to the wire and probably should have won, and you could argue would have won if they just knew that you're allowed to play with 11 players on defense. They played their last two plays with 10 players on defense. At least the last one they did, yeah. Two. The last two. Oh, was the last two? And they now have a signal. 
You know what that signal is? What? I don't know what the actual signal is, but oh. they have a, sing- a signal to tell defensive players to jump off sides if they count that they only have 10. So so that way the opposing team doesn't get a free play and they can uh, get an 11th guy out there. There you go. They were on like the one yard mark. Yeah. Would have made they, a they would have moved the ball like a foot forward to get a defense uh, 11th guy on the field. Uh, let's quit that. Let's hit this. Because I spit hot fire. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. ACC basketball schedules came out yesterday. Yeah, they did. How about it? Basketball schedules. We're in football season, hockey starting up, Kane's preseason opener last night. We got the ACC basketball schedules, Mm -hmm. which are exciting, but I am going to say this. Uh, Your ACC schedule is always going to be tough. Well, yeah. Right? It's like... It's ACC basketball, right? Exactly. There you go. It's... You know, sometimes it's like, we play an SEC football schedule. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You knew knew that going in. It's like, but you're not waiting up. Like, we knew going back to last week that the schedules were going to be released Tuesday night. The the ACC basketball coaches weren't going to bed Tuesday or Monday night with their fingers crossed going like, I really hope we get an easy schedule this year. I really hope things set up in our favor. Because it's not. Like, if you're a bad team, you will be exposed in the ACC. Right. Sometimes we see it in, in football just by nature of if you get lucky in like two games, you go from being a eight and four team to a ten and two team, and all of a sudden you're in the mix for a bunch of stuff. In, in basketball, like the cream rises to the top because of of the ACC is good, and you're going to play a lot of good teams. There's no rest. Uh, with that being said, there's a really fun week in March. There's a really really fun week right at the beginning of March. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, right, March Madness was always kind of like a a pump fake, right? Because you called it March Madness, the tournament, the the brackets, right? My family always did the bracket pool. We it was it was a whole thing. We, yeah, we really built it up. But then you get to like March first, and so wait, we're still in the regular season. I thought it was March Madness. You realize it's really like March and a lot of April Madness, mm-hmm. right? Because starts later uh the acc said you know what for the triangle for for our area here let's start the madness basically march one march 2nd nc state at unc march 4th duke at nc state march 9th unc at duke that are that's the three teams in the triangle playing a round robin where each team gets to be home once in a seven day span and it really puts a, I don't know, like a, like a, we were talking about this actually with Duke. It's a for real game. Yeah. Are you for real? Going right into the ACC tournament, those three schools get a nice little for real week. Are you for real? Cool. Show it this week. You got two games against uh, very good opponents. Mm-hmm. Rivalry games. Throw the records out. I think that's pretty exciting. And it was smart scheduling by the ACC to have these rivalries take place leading up into the ACC tournament. We talked about a little bit earlier in the show about how 
The ACC also scheduled a Duke Carolina game on that weekend between the NFL championship games, the NFL championship weekend, and the Super Bowl. So they have that tucked in there as a, that kind of little buffer space, for lack of a better term. Uh, so that little void in the sports calendar. Oh yeah, by the way, we got Duke Carolina. So it, it was it was great scheduling by the ACC to to make that date. But I've I talked about it earlier as well. I would like to see the Big Four tournament come back. So the Big Four tournament, uh, I did had to look this back up, was played from 71 to 81. It was in Greensboro Coliseum, and it was NC State, Duke, Carolina, Wake. Okay, because yeah, Big Four tournament. It was from 71 to 81. I was I was not alive, nor you know, so I never got to witness it. I wasn't born yet by that point. But I want to see that come back because I think that would actually be a really cool mid-season tournament. If you want, and you can count them as ACC games if you want to, possibly, or just I don't know how you you know make that work into your schedule, but I would like to see that come back because if you were to drop that in December, I think that actually will work really, really well. I have a, and by the way, shout out to Malcolm on Twitter. Yeah, uh, he pointed me in the direction of because we were asking there there were a couple iterations of this, and there was one that a a, a listener said was. Uh, in the early 60s, and it involved South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Dixie. Oh, the old Dixie Classic. Dixie yeah. Classic. And I, and I did some research during a commercial break. From 1949 to 1960, uh, it, it existed in the Reynolds Coliseum. Yeah, that's right. right Reynolds at NC State. That's right. Uh, and it was interesting because the four teams, which were UNC, Duke, Carolina, and South Carolina, um, would actually welcome in away teams for the first round. So they would all play a home game. The first edition of the Dixie Classic involved Georgia Tech, Penn State, Rhode Island, State College, and West Virginia coming to play at home, each of the four. And then the winners advanced to the the, the event. Mm-hmm. So it's a different kind of, you know, more national or at least East Coasty version. But I want, like, I would sign up for something like that or something like what you described a hundred times out of a hundred as a fan, as someone that wants to be entertained over the uh, Bahamas tournament they do or the Alaskan shootout or like Battle for Atlantis, those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of, the, the, the Bahamas. Like, if you're just going to get random teams that are kind of a draw that are going to go play in non-rivalry games, I would much rather take a little, like these teams already care. It, the stakes are there artificially. Um, rather than like, hey, we want a big win. We want a quadrant one win. Like, yeah, one like Q1, whatever. Fine. I would much rather, like, you put State, you put Carolina. You put Duke, you put Carolina. You put State, you put Duke in a room together. Throw Wake in there. Throw, I don't know, whoever else is kind of regionally makes sense into a, a, a pot. Stir it up. That's a much more exciting stew. But still, they did as close to they could do, they can do with that. Uh, within the ACC by just having a little triangle weekly, one one week early March jumble. I'm looking forward to it. More great news for carry commuters with the new Go Carry app. You can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the Go Carry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the Go Carry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. Go Carry, where getting there is just a tap away.
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Quit that. Let's hit this. Uh, by the way, uh, Bryce Young back at practice mm. today, which is very exciting. Actually, uh, according to Frank Reich, this is actually after practice. Uh, he said Bryce looked good. Going to check and make sure there are no setbacks or anything along those lines. But mm. looked like Bryce was good today. Now, something that's interesting to keep in mind here. The Carolina Panthers last week brought back Jake Luton, who was in training camp with the Panthers. They brought him back on their practice squad. Now, they elevated Luton for this past Sunday's game from the practice squad to the active are roster. Are you going to make the pun? Oh, that the now Carolina Panthers are Luton for eight? Well, you didn't let me chance to set uh, it up. You ruined sorry. it, Tim. You ruined the whole setup. I, I couldn't wait. I, I couldn't, know. I, it was, it was, I couldn't wait. Ruined the whole setup. I'm sorry. Anyway, Jake Luton was signed off the Panthers practice squad earlier this week, actually just yesterday, by the New Orleans Saints because of the injury to Derek Carr. Well, the Panthers didn't fill that spot with another quarterback. They filled it with a wide receiver, which tells me, okay, you know that Bryce is coming back off this ankle injury. Mm -hmm. You have Andy Dalton. That's it. There's no other quarterback on your roster, 53-man, or practice squad. I mean, that tells me Bryce is playing this Sunday. Simple as that. Which adds to the confusion. Adds to the this is the weirdest injury ever. He went from playing the final play... The last offensive play on Monday Night Football, he was running and cutting with no signs of wear and tear. By that Thursday, they knew that he was hurt enough to rule him out for Sunday. And now by Wednesday, it seems obvious that they're already confident enough that he's good for the next Sunday. The timeline doesn't make sense, but I am glad to have him back. And yes, I did step on the joke, but with the Panthers... Uh, having Jake Luton signed onto the Saints as a active roster quarterback because Derek Carr got hurt there, uh, and, and Luton not being on the practice squad of the Carolina Panthers, they are now Luton free. Which Man, is, you corny! Thank you. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Oh, my God! The Carolina Hurricanes had their preseason opener last night. Uh, we were in attendance as fans, both Dennis and I. A uh, bunch of the office there had had some families there also. Uh, what was your like hockey number one reaction, Dennis? It was nice to see pro hockey played again. That was simply Simple. it. Just sit back and just enjoy it. And and that is kind of what the preseason is for, um, right? Like, I mean, D'Angelo played well, started the game, all those sorts of things. Yeah, we Tony D'Angelo was Tony D'Angelo had a goal and assist, but also had a couple defensive kind of. Eh, but moments. but yeah, and I also look at it and say. You know, it's not like the Lightning were trotting out their studs either. Right? No, neither team was. Like, like you should look good. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, it's you know, when the varsity scrimmages the JV, the varsity, they should look good. Right? It, it's it's sometimes um, the preseason is just that. It's pro hockey. Uh, you can't simulate it, right? You, as much as, you know, you play pickup, you, do, you work out, you train, you do land training, bike training, you do everything you can in the offseason. You know, sometimes you just need to play pro hockey to get used to playing pro hockey. And it looked like pro hockey. Or at least like three-fourths of pro hockey. Uh, 
last night. And and I think that's that's a good way to put it. We did say priorities number one, two, three, four, and five were stay healthy, don't get injured, at least through game one. Priorities one, two, three, four, and five, and honorable mention uh, succeeded. So uh, good on that one. And we haven't we haven't mentioned this, and I want to make sure we do. Uh, Brindamore, Rod Brindamore. Yeah, I actually I had to. This is probably the first time since I've took over the show that when I say Brindamore, I had to specify Rod. Yes, because Skyler Brindamore, twenty mm-hmm. four year old in the Florida Panthers system, will be playing at PNC Arena tonight. Uh, in the second preseason game for the Canes, for the Panthers against Rod Brendamore and his squad, that's pretty cool. Now, my question is: Does he actually is he coaching Skyler from the bench? I think it'll be hard not to. I don't know if he'll do it during the game. Yeah, he'll have notes post game. I think he will. He will absolutely have notes post game. Do you think? Do you think he has like the? Uh, my grandpa had a, a unique whistle. Okay, he, he like a zzz. it's hard. I can't do it. Never could. Uh, but it is kind of like all of our, all of his grandkids were like, like uh, hunting dogs. When he did the whistle, all we'd stand up and like, you know, heads would look around like, where is he? Uh, Brindamore strikes me as like he might have a way to like, a way to get the attention of his son, right? Where middle, like a, it's a, it's a, I don't know, a, a sound, a word, uh, a whistle, something. Mm-hmm. Skyler will be playing, and all of a sudden, like head snaps, like, what, Dad? <laughs> like, and. It's just it's it's unique, and you don't see it that often. I no, did, you don't. I did see Doug Peterson. I didn't realize he had a son that was a tight end that was in Jags camp. Yeah, cut him. Had to cut him. <laughs> yep. So it might it might be nice for Brendamore that he's not in the Kane system. Yeah, right? exactly. he doesn't have to make those hard decisions. He just gets to root for him to have success with the Panthers. That's all you gotta have. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of funny situations. Like if he scores, does Rod smile? Oh, he has to. Does he smirk? Does he? Does there a fist bump? Like, it's his son. It's got to be. It's got it. Like, is there trash talk? Does, I hope so. Does Brindamore call the dogs off from smashing him into the boards? <laughs> Do, does he sick the dogs on smashing him into the boards? I don't know. It's a good question. Like, I'm gonna hear about this at Thanksgiving dinner. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, what, like or whatever holiday they can actually get together for. Uh, like, you know. I'm going to hear about this. Let's make sure we win, fellas. Yeah. All right. Pesci and Burns and all those guys in there a little bit longer. Make sure they get the win. Sorry. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Daddy's always happy. All right. Final one here. Uh, Mel Tucker, Michigan State head coach, officially has been let go uh, for a multitude of very bad reasons. Yep. So Michigan State needs a head coach. Well, there's a short list of names that's being floating around out there. And on a lot of these quote-unquote lists – Duke head coach Mike Elko, his name happens to be in that short list. Mike Elko, paging Mike Elko, put your money where your mouth is. Remember preseason where you said, I really like it here. Everybody's talking about, I want it, I love it here. My family loves it here. It's like, okay. I don't know why I gave him that voice in my impression. I don't really like it. Yeah, why, sound, yeah, why did you do doesn't that? doesn't sound anything like Mike Elko. Not at all. Uh, but he's a hard guy to impersonate uh, or do an impression of. But, like, my guess is Michigan State, Northwestern, maybe a few others, we don't know which jobs are going to open, are going to be interested in Mike Elko. And it's like, if you want to, you know, back up what you say, you're going to turn down that cash. And I assume there's going to be cash to turn down. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how much he, he follows it.
Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.